Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And away we go. Corey's having a beer. That's a good thing. Are we on? We on right now? Yeah, we're on. We're on. Doesn't sound it, but we're on. We're good to go. Hello, guys in the chat room. How is everybody? Good to be with you. Florida State, Miami weekend, I guess officially gets underway right now. Right now it started. First beer means the the weekend's underway. Cheers, brother. Oh, yeah. There we go. Let's get after it. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. This is the heavy stuff, if you're wondering. Ah, yeah. There we go. Michelob is fine. There we go. Okay, so it is. We begin. Uh, your your favorite memory. Now we just did the show on Warchant.com. We did you, me, and Gene, because right. we're the old guys of the group covering Florida State. Yeah. At least in terms of most games seen. Yeah, we've been all we've been we've going all to games been, since the eighties. Yeah, oh, early eighties even. Yeah. So you're asking me my favorite memory. I guess Specific- when I met Stephanie. That's not true. <laughs> Are you talking about you talking about Miami memories? Which, by the way, I mean, even then, as much as I love Stephanie, I mean, you do have a top child. Five. It's top you five. Do. Yeah, you're right. Brady Brady trumps that, so she's she definitely I'm just top five. To help you out. No, I would say, um, I mean, the '93 one we talked about a lot was a great one because it was of a great one. What had happened the previous two years and all the stupid missed kicks, and then you put that one away in the fourth quarter. That was a good one. Um, beating them forty-seven to nothing. Slamming the quarterback into the goalpost goal in the sack. I've never I haven't seen that before or since. A quarterback getting sacked High into a goalpost. Well, more low water mark for Miami, which is almost uh, as sweet. Nobody's concerned about yeah. Miami. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what made it feel sweet was that you knew it couldn't get any worse for them. Most devastating loss, pro or college, has to be a wide right. First wide right. First wide right. Me, yeah. too. Me too. I walked out of that stadium. Yeah. It, it, it felt like, like a it felt, funeral. I mean, it did. Like, I walked out and there yeah, was nobody yeah. saying anything. I agree. Um, that was a re- – because you, everything had been put into that season. And you're number one the whole I'm year. I'm still angry about you it. You screwed up the whole game. You, you had to rely thing. on the a freshman thing. walk-on kicker. Yeah, it's a tough it was, it was a bad one. It was a bad By the way, uh, Robert wants to know if you're drinking a real beer. The answer is yes. Well, it's Mick Ultra, so it, it's more real than truly, I guess. Uh, I I'm so proud of you. Um, that's nice. Uh, also, by the way, point, people point out that they're proud of us for drinking Tall Boys to start the Friday show. Here. Yeah, so that was good. Tom. Tom did yeah. that for us. By the way, this is the uh, War Chant Happy Hour. We're here for Friday's Aloha, by the way. Spartan Noel, well done. Uh, yeah, we uh, we're here Fridays for home games. Get a little loosey. This is our last one. It's it it's gone by too fast, and at the same time, uh, I I it does feel like 
the weight of the season, the tail end of the season, all that. Like you need one more uptick, one yes. more thing, and this could be it. Like if you got, I said today on the wildly popular Jeff Cameron show. Yeah, yeah, it's still on the air. That I would be fine if they win this game. I don't care what happens in the next two. I, I think I agree with that. It would, that that's wow. how big a win how it would be. How about that? We never agree. Yeah, that, I think that's how big a win it. I mean, no, uh, you don't go to Boston and lose. In the cap, buddy. If they go to Boston and lose forty to six. Oh well, you know. That would be that we we all of a sudden start caring again, but yeah, man, they, you're right because I was thinking about the narratives of this season and how Florida State was down in the dumps the first four weeks. Yeah, rivals were making fun of you. Then the rivals had a terrible run of it. Florida well, gets embarrassed well. by LSU, and then yeah. you start to pick it up. And now the narrative is that, that yeah. like Miami looked like they were about to punt, cancel the season, and now they're hottest. You know, yeah, now, anybody in the now state they've won three far. in a row, and, yeah. and they got yeah, you know yeah. Van Heisman coming in, so you. <laughs> All of a sudden, the narrative has shifted again where you're like, man, this is going to be a tough game. And then Florida's going to be – Florida's always Florida, so you, you know that's going to be a tough game. I know it's not your cup of tea to break down games, but did you, by the way uh, – you like that little – Kind of a Pelican. Like not even a slight dig. That was just a – No, it was just a straightforward – I mean, it was you're, a you're, you're used you know, for your witty, insightful, right. humorous comebacks and, right. and commentary. Like when Dennis uh, Miller was on Monday Night yeah, Football. Yeah, yeah. So the Thank X's you. and O's, you know. What a great scout. But the reason I say that is that have you really gone back and watched each of these Van Dyke performances? Because if you have, there's reason to be very concerned. He's yeah, good. I watched the NC State game, and then I watched uh, – See, people I don't know that about pit. you. I'm giving you an opportunity Thank to Thank you, buddy. Yeah, and I watched the Pitt game live. Um, when we, well, we were at Clemson, but I was yeah. keeping an eye on it. and. Yeah, man, he makes real throws. He makes long he throws, makes hard throws. Boy, he makes big boy throws. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But the beauty is, is that he's going to take some chances. He's got a little Jameis in him in the sense that he trusts what he sees in his arm more than your DBs, with maybe good reason in this one. Oh, but but, yeah. the, but the the thought being that he is going to throw some balls just up for grabs. You know what I mean? He's not. He he is not afraid. So to throw into you're going to trust our corners to make some plays this weekend, buddy. They're due. They have an opportunity. They're due. Let's They're answer due. some Today's, questions. Tomorrow's the day. Uh, so Eric writes, Jeff, did you like the Pirates when they had Bonds, Benia, and Andy Vince? Like, oh, buddy, I liked them way before then. Of course, yes. Uh, I'm 50 years old. So in 1979, the Pirates won the World Series, and that would be a team that is my forever team. That's Willie Stargell. That's Omar Marino. That's Mike Easley, Easler. That is, um, uh, well, my fa- well, my favorite player on that team. Well, he didn't ask that. Madlock. Nobody, nobody asked who your favorite Bill Madlock player was. Okay. was one of my yeah. favorite players on that team. It's crazy you're 50. Yeah, it is. I don't look Everything at Everything after this right. is just gravy. So, you made it to 50. So, the, so, yes, the answer is a resounding yes, and that's why these guys tease me because one of my dark moments is a great moment for Braves fans everywhere. Uh, and that's fine. In all time, one of my all-time favorite moments with my dad was yeah. watching the You bring Pirates it up a lot. Just, you bring it up. Yeah. yeah. You bring it up. It's just less about down. the Braves having won the game and more about how you like to stick it to my yeah. Pirates. Well, yeah. you just told me I don't yeah. watch football. Yeah. And I know, so. <laughs> so you thought you'd fire back. <laughs> uh, so to answer your question, Eric, yes, I do, and I appreciate that. Um, DJ writes, hey, fellas, thanks for the great news. And he got somehow moved off the pile here. I don't know what happened here. Uh, sorry, BJ. I lost you. Don't know what happened. How about that? That's crazy. That's what a great moment. Uh, Hey, fellas, thanks for great shows. I wanted to ask if there will be any pregame moment for Coach Bowden and Schnellenberger. I think these two giants started this rivalry in a way they certainly did. Did Schnellenberger die this year, too? Is he dead? Did Schnellenberger die? Isn't that what that question would mean? It seems to intimate 
You, I looked that up. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate that the man's dead if he's not. Is he dead? He is definitely okay. dead. Yeah, I think he's. he's definitely Tom, dead. get on the mic. Uh, Weird thing to give you a thumbs up for. I was like confirming. That yeah, was my confirmed. favorite part like, of the early portion of the show. Like, he is, passed in March, sadly. We couldn't figure if Schnellberger was dead, and Tom's like, "Oh yeah, he's yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely dead. dead. That dude definitely is dead, dead as it gets. He's been. He's that is not accurate. Stiff as a board. He is done. Hey, so let me let, let me tell you something. How how this all changes, and you can watch the development of rivalries and all that stuff. So well, in, they were at the heart of it. Those two dudes. So in 1983, when the Miami Hurricanes win the national championship over Nebraska. Uh, and, and, of course, could have been an easily uh, a tie and yes. all that other stuff. Yeah. But that happens. The whole state of Florida looks very, very different at that time, and that includes Florida fans, Florida State fans, and everybody. Much of the state was pulling for Miami at that time because nobody had ever won a national championship right. in the state. And there was nothing to dislike about Howard Schnellenberger, per se. He was an interesting character, right? A scotch-guzzling, cigar-smoking uh, mountain of a man. Interesting character, right? Mustache. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. So I can remember in my household, people celebrating Miami's national championship in 83. Like, not like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy for them. Cocaine, like, they started throwing no, up the U. None of that existed. Oh, okay. None of it existed. And there wasn't the rampant crime right. amongst the fan base that right. you see today. All that stuff. So They weren't like, wearing the do-rags. Yeah, it was, the whole okay. thing. So what ends up happening is they go from that – but then Florida State's program, as you well know, rises to elite level status. And now all of a sudden the two programs are mirroring this yes. rise. And, and we they get, started a few a, a ticker a, a few years before Florida did, but then with Florida hired Spurrier so, and then it was Spurrier all Spurrier and going Florida up. don't get into the mix until that happens. Yeah. Right. And it's all Florida State and Miami, and then it and then it is on. Yeah. Then it's a big time. Well, deal. you want to know where the rivalry was in 1983, like Schnellenberger flew up to do promo, to do press for the game. Yeah. Like that. Doing, yeah, yeah. Or in the boxing ring with boxing gloves to try to sell tickets and drum up interest. That game was not on TV and, Florida, and Miami ended up winning, I think, on a last second field goal. Last right. Second field goal, right. Yeah. It's weird how many times this rivalry comes field goal. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. Kick at the end. But it's crazy. Like the twist and the turns of that. And I had somebody ask me today, they're like, when did you officially start to hate Miami? And I was like, well, 87, the, yeah, 87 by yeah. far. It's when the losses began to matter. Like, because now <laughs> right. all of a sudden you go from uh, irrelevance to mattering, to being a team of significance, to being on the national scene, to being able to play with anybody. Thanks to coach Bowden to, Hey, we could win a national title. Like it becomes a real thing. Yeah. And when they start taking away that ability to win the national title or being the obstacle, then it's real. But then all of a sudden, both teams end up taking off. And we've all talked about the timing of everything. Those I, I've thought about it this week because you and I did the video with Gene. Thinking about those moments, how many times we looked out on a field and saw upwards of 20 out of the 22 people at the time on the field that were all going to play in the NFL? Yeah. I think and, the '87 game at the time had the record. It was like 51 players on those in the in that game league. played in the NFL. It's crazy. The '92 game that we talked about. Uh, the f- five of the linebackers were Jesse Armstead, Michael Barrow, Darren Smith, Marvin yeah. Jones, and Derek Brooks. Those were five linebackers of the six in the game. So the reason I bring it up is obviously, it's, I mean, obviously it's Florida State Miami week, but eight and ten is the combined record currently, the worst since 1975. When it was oh. three and thirteen, and you were like, "What were you? Twelve? It was four. It was four. Oh, okay. it was four. I so, couldn't do the math. So, Quick math. So, yeah, That's hard. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I mentioned it earlier today. I was flying over from Europe, about to start my life in the United States. That's a true story. What a sale. So here's the deal. I mean, eight and ten is the combined record now, worse since 1975, and yet today, as we talked about it, I thought 
I would really like it if both teams were elite again because I want to walk into the stadium knowing there is a lot to gain and or lose. The yep. nervousness you felt when the ball kicked off between these two for the better part of 20 years is unlike anything else, and that includes Florida, Florida State. That includes any other game that I can think about. Yeah. Now, to me, there was a stretch where this game was almost untenable. It was difficult to watch because of all that was at stake, and it's been a long time since that were true. Well, and again, most of that is because Miami hasn't been elite in – uh, 20 years, 20 years yeah. since Andre Johnson was running pass routes for him. And who was their D who they had the big fat guy, the Vince Wolfork was on that team. I mean, that team was loaded. That was an all time team, but Miami hasn't been relevant in 20 years and they might not ever get relevant again. Uh, but Florida state needs to get back to where it was. And at least then it'll still feel cool. A Florida state Miami game when Florida state is elite is better than this. Butch writes. Hey boys. Sitting in the Charlotte airport, anxiously awaiting the flight to Tallahassee, thinking about what is the biggest Good hit luck, you've Butch. ever seen. Good yeah. luck, Butch. I yeah. hope it's a safe <laughs> flight. I hope it lands. What is period? The, I just hope period. it lands. You just hope it lands. Yeah. What is the biggest hit you've ever seen in this great rivalry? Oh well, I mean, I think we go back to Marvin Jones' hit. Is, I think it's the Stanford Samuels. One. Yeah, but almost he's killed them the both. Hospital. Almost killed them both. Yeah, yeah. But Perry, I mean, Larry Jones got up. I think Parrish ended up really oh, legitimately going to the hospital. He did. He had to stay overnight. He was in a lot of pain. There was, uh, I think, a lacerated kidney. You know, another win, um, it, the uh, the Bradham hit in 11. Where oh, he well, got yeah. called for targeting, which was a horrible call. It took away an interception, and yeah. it kept Ja'Cory Harris and the gang in the game. But um, that was an all-time hit, so too. They kind of got lost in the shuffle. It was all part of our montage for years. Corey Harris ended up just, I mean, my God, he was a terrible quarterback. And you talk about hanging a guy out to dry. And that's after that game, I had to interview Michael Kelly. And I remember asking him at the time, uh, what should Michael Brad Kelly, who was the like the ACC, ACC director of communications, communications or something. Yeah. And I asked him at that time, what should my, Nigel Bradham have done different? And he said to me, well, uh, 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 and stuttered his yeah, way through the answer. Nothing. And there then afterwards, he actually, I got to give him credit, he ended up reaching out to me and saying that was a fair question. I didn't have a good answer. It was a bad call. What do you want me to do? And we actually, <laughs> yeah. we actually developed a good relationship. Now, that was the same year that the wake, the official Wake Forest was scooting up the scooting ball. The ball up. Yeah, there was, was a lot of stuff. Greg Reed took a punt return to the house, but they said he, he called for a fair catch when he was literally just telling his guys to get out of the way because it was going to bounce. There was a lot of things that happened that year that were bizarre from the officials. We got to give Eric a lot of love here. Thank you so much, Eric, for donating. Uh, we love you, buddy. Appreciate from you. Cincinnati's finest, he Eric writes, Angel. I'm con uh, contributing to the CP tab for Corey and Stephanie, Jeff and Tom, Shane and Michelle, my friend Heather, who's there. And unfortunately, I couldn't make it down for the Miami game tomorrow. Go Knowles. All right. On me. All right. Well, there's there. Heather. So yeah, Heather's there. here. Heather made it. Absolutely. And we appreciate you. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, Thank you, Eric. You're very nice, man. You're too nice. Literally, legitimately, you're too nice, but we love you. Is clapping? Yes. Well done. That's uh, called added value in the business. Good job, Tom. You're finally bringing something over there. <laughs> that is Schnellenberger. His Schnellenberger data. He confirmed that he's dead. <laughs> yes, he did. Quickly. The very first FSU football game I ever watched was against Miami back in 1980. UM won 10-9. Yeah. But I've been a Noel fan ever since. I hope to see this matchup in person one day. Go Noles, writes Jeff. That's thank a, you, Jeff. Appreciate thank you, you very much. And that's a, that's one that was came down to a two-point conversion, too. Florida State scored late to, to make it 10-9 and went for two instead of the tie. Uh, that was also Miami's only touchdown. Came after a, like, 55-yard penalty on a pass interference in the end zone. So they got the ball at the one, back when that's when the NCAA used to give you the, the same rules the as the NFL. Yeah. 
which has always been way too penal. trivia for you there. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Mike, from the Heisman to the Thorpe to the Grozo, when do we have another individual award winner? Oh, I, well, it's not. Yeah, I don't feel like it's gonna be the Groza. It's not gonna be the Groza for a no, bit. I don't think. No, it's not. Uh, it's, it's not like, gonna be the Heisman for a while. No, no I mean, no. Uh, maybe no. So the like, answer, well, Travis Hunter. So Travis could, Hunter is gonna okay. be the answer. Well, he so. could do both. He could he win the, the Thorpe Heisman. and the Heisman. Yeah, he could win the Thorpe and the Heisman. And the Blitnikoff. Yeah, he could win everything there is to win. So I'll go with. Uh, I'll go three years from now. Hopefully, Travis is in town this weekend. Maybe, he maybe he is. Right? Oh yeah, he's yeah. Here. He needs to show this up is a tonight. Massive, massive weekend yeah. uh, for recruiting. I know AJ Duffy, the you quarterback know, of the future. If you ever read Warchant.com, oh, Michael okay. Langston right, wrote a piece about Travis all okay. the people that are going right. to be here this weekend. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, and they fact, shouldn't let Travis Hunter leave. Just like keep him just here. Be here. Yeah. Start working out. He can transfer to Leon. You know, Marvin up. Jones Jr. is going to be here this weekend. Is he? Yeah. So that does that mean Marvin Jones Sr. is going to be here? Probably. Okay. So I don't know what we have to do to, to outdo uh, Alabama. I mean, Alabama obviously showed him a good time. Right. But I might note that uh, you can start tomorrow if you come, Marvin. That's what, yeah. See, that's the thing, Marvin. Like, you go to Alabama, There's you might be in the portal in two years. You might not ever play at Alabama. And you're a good player. But all they have is NFL dudes. You come to Tallahassee, you're starting against Duquesne, baby. Day one, starting to, day one. Cut, the Dukes don't want any part of you. And then you're playing against LSU the next week in uh, New Orleans. Nikki wants to know how likely do we think the game comes down to a field goal? I actually think there's a high likelihood that it does, which I'm nervous about because I think it's a score fest. And I think it's a 37, 34, 31, 31, 31, 28 type game. Save Florida State's down 35, 33. I don't want to talk about this. 21 seconds left. It's fourth how and two. How far is the field goal? Fourth and two at their 29 yard line. So a 44, 45-yard field 47, goal. 47, 47. Yeah, somewhere in there. You go. You got to kick it, right? Okay. Okay, I see where you – it's tough. I, I, I get you, man. It's, that's why Norvell gets paid to make Actually, decisions. Actually, I'm curious. What do you do? Well, I kick it. If it fourth and two with twenty one, if 47? it's – Yeah. Now, if there's 50 seconds left and I can get – and I know I can get appreciably closer, maybe I go for it. But I don't know if you've been paying attention to their fourth down plays. They don't – they don't go swimmingly. They, it's not like they're knocking those uh, out of the park. You know, they converted and got a touchdown out of one last week. So it's uh, for the one down there. We ran the Wildcat in school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So buddy. that's true. It's um, a big time play. But yeah, so that's that's what you wonder. Is like, where do you feel comfortable with him? I, I tell you what, though, I think uh, I, I think I would feel more comfortable with him kicking a fifty-two yarder. Than like a 38 yarder. That's weird no because pressure. I kind of agree with you there. It's like, well, oh, what am I doing here? It's a 52 yarder. Nobody expects me to make well, this. A 38 yarder. You ought to be able sudden. to expect your quarterback to make a 52 yard field goal. Or your kicker. What did I say? Your quarterback. Partner? Quarterback? Yeah. I'm a little tired. Well, tra- I'm sure week. Jordan Travis can I'm make just one. worn out. What do you want from me? Uh, yeah, your quarterback probably doesn't make a 52 yarder. Yeah. Yeah. If he does, he's a badass. He should win the Heisman. Yeah, just. Jordan Travis out there for the 52 yarder. This is good. This yeah. is all good. Oh wow, Shane, thank you. Let's go beat Miami. Thank you to Eric Shane for that shout there. out. There. Shane, Shane and Michelle, oh, right Shane over there. Me. Pillars. Cheers. Woo! We're gonna stop and drink for a second, everybody. God, this thing's a, this thing's a monster. This ultra's a monster. The truth tr- needs to go down a little quicker. There's Bill, great the great Good old Bill. Bill. He's a workout warrior. Even does it for a living. <laughs> uh, if we make a field goal to win, 
I might start watching field goal attempts again. Okay, <laughs> yeah, see, I'm down with that. Like, hey, we had a stretch where think about how big the but against Aguayo, Miami. No, no, the Aguayo yeah. field goal down in Miami from 52 or 49. 51, yeah, whatever. 14. Yeah, no, I was at the game. That was insane. It didn't even tie no, the game. He wasn't even worried about it. He's like, get you some. But it was when you think about like what, what you're supposed to do as a coach right there. I think it was like fourth and one or fourth and two. You're down by four. Jimbo just sent his ass out. And he, six minutes left. Like, we got like, yeah, we're kicking this field goal. We're going to cut it to one. And he's going to make it. And uh, it's 53. And yeah. he just splits it because he's, he was Dead legitimately. Down the heart. I feel bad for Aguayo because he became a punchline at the next level, which I predicted, unfortunately. Because well, you, you don't put a lot of kicker you, in that round. You put a lot of pressure on you when you draft a kicker yes. that high. But he was probably, especially his first two years, the best college kicker of all time. There's never been anybody no, like that. Right. And he the, in fourteen, he had to make so many big kicks because every game was close. Yeah, the closest we had was our own guy in Seabass, who was unreal. Yeah. I yeah. mean. Watching Sebastian, you never doubted that he was going to make a kick. Remember in Gainesville where he's taunting the fans? Yeah. Well, he made a 49-yarder yeah, and, he, 49 and, he, and yeah. it had to be moved back because he false started and he and, made a 54-yarder. Well, on the second the second they did that, I was like, well, he's going to make it. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't give a damn. Yeah, so no. It, it, he didn't give a damn about anything. No, the irony, uh, the like, irony of Florida life. State's kicking woes is that they have housed some of the two or three of the greatest kickers in the history of the sport. So Onion's final year, he was – Automatic, yeah, uh, and was also an elite punter. Yep. And then we already just got done naming Aguayo, which you're correct to point to with the stats. And there was Hopkins. Well, we're not going to do that. So, but, but, but I mean, Hopkins, they had so Hopkins many. Hopkins turned out to be a good kicker, right? Yeah, very good kicker. But you, you, you know, it's like you with Jordan Travis. You think that guy's the greatest <laughs> no, kicker of all time? You yeah, said yeah. he was average. I just disagreed. Okay. But yeah, so they had a run. They had a run there, starting with. It's almost like the football gods felt bad for Florida State. Yeah, here you go, and rightfully so because those kicks were ridiculous. Where's Jerry Thomas now? But I mean, that's not his fault. Like, why are you? Why are you the number one team in the country and you have a walk-on kicker? Make the kick. Uh, I got that absolutely. (laughs) It was a thirty-four yarder. You got to make that kick. Yeah, I got something for you. So the circumstances that led up to the Aguayo fifty-three yarder. Just some names for you. Yeah. First and ten, Jameis Winston pass incomplete to Nick O'Leary. Second and ten. Jameis Winston pass complete to Ermon Lane for five yards. Ermon Lane, is that the only other catch he had besides the Louisville game? It yeah. could be. Yeah. Third and five, Jameis Winston pass incomplete to Travis Rudolph. Fourth and five from the 36. Actually a decent decision. By okay, Jameis. so fourth, fourth and five. five. Fourth I thought five. It's yeah. still how much time was left, Tom? Does it say? Uh, seven minutes, 12 seconds. Okay, well, all right. That makes sense then. I was, I think at the time I was surprised he went. He, he kicked it because you do no, have the Heisman winning quarterback. That you have the best kicker in the country. Yeah, but you're still afraid. not winning the game. You're only down by, you're down what, by one what, at that point. When he makes the kick, what's the score? Uh, the kick made it a three-point game. It was a six-point game at the time of the decision. Okay, that makes even – maybe that makes more sense it or less sense. sense. It all makes more sense. It makes more sense. You cut it to three. Yeah. Oh, Jimbo. Yeah, I know. It made sense. He was fourth and five. Jimbo is ne- a hundred times out of a hundred. He's yeah. not going. He's yeah, not going. If there's two minutes five. left, he's kicking. Yeah, he is. He's trying to onside kick. And if it. I had asked about him on Monday, he would have changed the yard. Fourth and fourteen, Jeff. Yeah, what do you want me like, to do? So on that fourth and five, did you think about going? Well, Jeff, it wasn't fourth and five. It was fourth and twenty-seven. Yeah, oh, no chance. Shit. Okay. <laughs> well, but we were looking at it, Jimbo. Yeah, yeah but you guys couldn't tell. I walked it down. It was fourth and twenty-seven. It was that game, and then it was the sixteen game, where you you got the feeling Miami would never beat Florida State again. Like, yeah. especially the 16 game. You remember that game? Like, I had to do an hour number two on headlines because they held them under 20. Like, that defense was yeah. awful. And Miami was pretty good. And they go down there and kind of control the game. Completely then, control the game. And then Miami gets the uh, touchdown there at the end. And then you block the extra point. And Miami fans had to think, 
oh God, we're, we're, we're never going to win this game again. And then the next year, in a horrible game for both teams, really, they still have a lead with like, I don't know, a minute and a half left. And then James Blackman, James Blackman, a freshman, finds Alden Tate for the go-ahead score. And Miami so, fans had to be like, this is this is ridiculous. We're never beating this team again. And I then, told you the story walking split. out of Miami and the two Miami fans fighting one another because they were so incensed over the fact that they had lost seven straight and they were just tired of losing. And the one guy was like, we're, we're just not good enough. Oh, by the way, I got to salute somebody here in a second. And we will. Um, but it's a reminder to really appreciate when you're going through a stretch where you're dominant, where you're yes. playing good football. I mean, even I don't think the team isn't even right. if Miami isn't the Miami you you, no, you, just you grew up with. Just appreciate winning, beating those teams. Well, and I think never again for all the arguments, the lost decade, everything that was going down, we will never again underappreciate when our team is a top 10 buddy team. we have lived through oh some stuff my God. the last few years like the kind of the permanent scarring the yeah. callousing of the mind the things that have occurred in the last year or so or last three years especially it's brutal uh am i reading that right tom is that uh halton halton can i see that right it's like think, Holton, sir, like uh, Tyler Holton. I, I can't yeah. see it. It's awfully small, and I'm old. Oh, you're pretty old. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm taking my dad, a lifelong FSU fan, to the game tomorrow hey, for his was, first ever what game. What was that gesture for? No, just saying. Your dad's dead. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. We need to get this win. Love all the work you all do. Keep it up. See, I mean, he's taking his dad. Well, see, that's good. I think, this, I think there might be an okay crowd tomorrow, man. I feel like there might be an okay crowd. I'm just busting your balls. I'm so glad you can handle it. Hey, when my dad dies, you bring it on. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, all I'm gonna do is be making fun of you the whole overwhelmingly week. so at the funeral. As I'm weeping, you're yeah. gonna be like, "Hey, look at that!" But <laughs> you wish you could talk to him right now. Don't Man, you? It yeah, only yeah. gets worse, Jeff. He's the, he, oh yeah, the pain will never cease, Jeff. <laughs> it never goes away. I'm here to tell you, man. It'll be nice you don't sleep. Jeremy writes, I was headed to tally for the game, but came down with COVID like Norvell did last year. I feel like I'm with you at the CP, though. Go Knowles. Hey, Jeremy, get better, man. I hope you're all right. Hope you're asymptomatic, Jeremy. I hope that was a breakthrough case or something. Uh, I hope, hope you're all right, buddy. Uh, that sucks. I know let's Jeremy. hope it goes better than last year. Yeah, Jeremy did for Norvell. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, now, he was, looked. Do you remember the post game after that too? Like he looked, he was in it. Like he he was not feeling well. He no, was, it no, was, he was that. in the throes of it. Um, and also, he had to sit at home and watch his team look like that. Uh, yeah, cheers to you and your dad, uh, Holton. Appreciate you. That's also from FDFC. There you go. So everybody's everybody's weighing in right now. And uh, Holton, that's awesome. Definitely hope we get a win. I'm feeling the win. Who's with me? Are you feeling the win? You're not. You're picking Miami. I think you picked Miami 52 to 7. No. Oh, I, I got I that wrong? Them. No, you did get that wrong. Ah. I did pick Miami, but only kind of just to break up the 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 mojo. I keep picking Florida State and it's not working, so I figured I'd flip it. No, I I, I think they can win. I I'm starting to get a little more confident as if it might actually happen. I really Why? It's, just again, because it's, the vibes here? Well, I again, I think we're putting too much stock in these last two games, one of which was a flu-ridden team without your quarterback. I'm 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 choosing to remember the UNC game, and if you play like you Arcanine did against, back, yeah. If you play like you did against UNC, you'll beat Miami. Maybe you're going to give up some points though because well, Miami's right. going to score. But you, if you can get in the mid 30s, you have a really good chance to win this so game, I, and you I, should get in the mid 30s. I picked against Florida State each of the last two weeks, and yet this week I picked Florida State 31 30. Okay. Are you playing that on your Are you playing that on your card? I'm not betting it. No. Okay. But I am. I'm actually not touching the game. If I were going to touch the game, I might take the over because I think I was a little low in my projection. Maybe it's 34, 31. The over under is 60 and a half. So I might go a little bit over here. But I started thinking about it. You know, Miami's 
one of the worst tackling teams in the country, and that's not an opinion. Statistically speaking, they're the second worst in the country in tackling. By the way, like that's Trey, remarkable. And, and Trayshawn Ward has been non-existent the last two weeks. He is too good a player. And I know the the games kind of dictate well, things. Well, you weren't going to get game. a running game last week because McKenzie Milton can't but, play. But you, you weren't going to get a running game against Syracuse either, but you kept throwing it out wide to him. Like you found ways to get him the ball. And against Clemson, I know he fumbled. And then against uh, NC State, they just they didn't give. I mean, Trayshawn's one of their better players. I think he got beat up a little bit though. He might, I, but he has been non-existent. Wrong. He's he's too good a player, and I think he's a guy that could have a game, like because he's going to bust some tackles, and Corbin's going to bust some tackles, and that's how you win this game. That's your recipe to win this game. Yeah, I, I, the the hope is obviously they get it going. I mean, when Florida State's good, they're rushing for over 200 yards, and also gets your defense a rest if you're able to run the ball. Miami's given up. If you look at the explosive play numbers, Miami's given up a ton of big runs this year. Yeah. So it really does play into your hands in that way. Now, the problem is, of course, Miami hits the big play over the top right now. Uh, Van Dyke is so confident throwing to real weapons. Do you trust this secondary to make enough plays to get you a win? And that's the hard part. I don't know. I mean, I do feel like they're on the verge of making some plays. You've had yeah. guys in position. They just haven't. And so I don't know. It's a it, you wrestle with it a little bit. You wrestle I trust I trust the defensive line to put him on his butt a few times, and maybe that affects something. Rattle him. He he has seemed impenetrable up to this point. Like you can't get into his. It doesn't psyche. seem like it, but maybe you put him on his butt a few times. He throws a couple picks, and then you can't get into him. You can't get to him. But he is still just a freshman. He's not right. He's right. Not, and he's never not, been in a rivalry game, and yeah. he's not faced a front four like this. And he's so not that, been that's in true. A, I know it's not Doke of 1989. No, but it will be the loudest, most uh, rabid stadium he's been in in his career. So that might have. I mean, Pitt. You saw Pitt last night. I mean, there's nobody at those games. I mean, that game was fun to watch. It was a good game. It was, it was a, a real game. fun game. Yeah, a real fun uh, game to watch. Maybe maybe old Mac should have gone for it there on fourth down instead of wait. For the monsoon, did you hear to come. what he said afterwards? He did. He admitted it. He admitted I like that gone. stuff, man. I well, maybe I like want when somebody admit admits it. it, but I wanted somebody to uh, recognize again that when you have an uber aggressive coach who doesn't uh, settle for field goals, you give yourself a better chance to win games. And that guy decided to settle for a field goal and it cost him dearly. And we always but we assume the that he's going to make the he's going to pick it up and score the well, touchdown there. It. But it's we worth just the give risk. Yourself the best yeah, chance. It's worth, it's worth the risk. The risk. Yeah. You're playing the odds in the moment. That was a fun game to watch, though. I hope in some ways Miami is dispirited by that big pit win. Because they can't win the Coastal now, right? That, that became a very big moment. I yeah. mean, God so, forbid they walk in here with a chance to win the Coastal. So they can't win now? Is I that think it? they could. I but think it's, it's very low, Very right? unlikely. Like I think two teams have to lose out yeah, for them to have a chance. That loss hurt them significantly. Yeah. I don't, hey, Miami, if you're listening, I don't even know why you're coming. I mean, you really don't have anything to play for. I assume it's they're watching this down. right now. It's guys, time to lay down. You gotta, what, you've done enough for your bodies this year. You've done you've enough. It, you've it all he has, he's, a, yeah. he's probably a dead coach walking, like or dead man coaching. I, I don't know how to phrase that, but either way, don't don't put it all on the line for Manny Diaz. Philip writes, "Would you guys rather have Peter Warwick or Marvin Jones Senior for this team right now?" Marvin Jones, Peter Warwick. They're both good answers in this situation, <laughs> and the reason is we you suck could play at Peter Warwick at quarterback. We suck. Yes. linebacker. Yeah, there's, there's this a, would be a good answer no matter which direction you yeah. go. You, you the be, greatest receiver in Florida State history or the greatest linebacker in Florida State history. Which do you choose? The, the upgrade would be significant. From oh, like DJ Lundy to Marvin Jones <laughs> or from Pokey to Peter Warwick, oh, those upgrades buddy. are significant. Slightly. So yeah. I yeah. think Peter Warwick's probably good for a couple scores. I think P Dub is uh I feel like I'm, you could scheme so away happy. from Marvin Jones. 
but P-Dub is going to get you a couple uh, you scores. You couldn't steer away from Marvin Jones back in the day, man. That guy, sideline to sideline. It was insane. You know Marvin. I remember. I remember. I watched him. I was hey, there. so as an aside, I'm so glad that P-Dub, well after his playing days are over, nationally is getting the kind of love that he got locally here. And here's what I mean. You go online, people are like, oh, shit, Peter Warwick was freakish. Like, you watch these yeah, YouTube just, videos yeah, people yeah. put together? I'm like, oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. We watched him. I mean, it was, but a I don't high, think it was moment, like an A1 mixtape. But I don't think people in the moment nationally realize just how damn long Peter Warwick was, like how good he was on a given Saturday. You could, yeah. There was nothing you could do with him. No. He, 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 I don't. The kid at West Virginia, like maybe a decade ago, Taven Austin, is yeah, that name yeah, ring yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some of that in him. Yeah, the stop start? Yeah, the stop yeah, start, yeah, yeah. guys go into a knee. Zero to 60 like that. I mean, but Peter Warwick just did it at a different level, and he showed up in big games, and Dillard's cost him a Heisman. If he was Which at, is tragic. If he was at Florida State today, he would get in that. I mean, he would be a sponsor for Dillard's. He also looks like, by the way, he would. He you know what I mean? NIL like that turns contract, into an NIL, yeah. and then it's, yeah. you know, well, he, so inside. If you think what we were punishing kids for back in the day, as recently as Ohio State, tattoos and jerseys? Really? Yeah. I mean, think about that. That's Trestle lost his yeah, job for that, right? Job for that. Well, he did, lie to, he did lie to people. Who but gives a shit? That was stupid. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like. We 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 really got our panties in a bunch about dumb things for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. there's so many more things to be worried about than think whether about or not you like, had a hookup at a mall. And think about '99. So the '99 Miami game that was that was the game Peter Ward missed was the Miami game, yeah. right? He and he had his apology. Um, and then Florida State was so good that the other guy was an afterthought. Like I right. guess we got to kick the other receiver off the team because it's just not he's he's done too many things. And it was Lavernius Coles and Coles. Who, who was, was in the four three guy in an all pro? Yeah, like he, put, well, maybe not all pro, but and, he yeah, played yeah. in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he was a good player, really good. And you're like, well, we can't, we don't, we just can't play. Sorry, Lavernius. We I mean, ended up having a lot of weird situations. Were. Yeah, they were very, very deep. And we sure were Randy, the Randy Moss thing is nuts. So freaking the, weed. with the Randy Moss thing, so he was turning himself because he had to do thirty days in jail, right? I think that was part of his his sentence. For this, so, and it was ridiculous that he was even charged, and that was a crime. I mean, yeah, he was again. part of a brawl at a bowling alley, but he didn't. Anyway, um, so he's turning himself in for 30 days for a jail sentence, and I think that's when he tested positive. And that's yeah, because when he, he smoked a joint while working, whatever that was. Yeah, and and Danny Cannell tells the story to you about yeah. how he begged him, Coach Bowden, not to do that. Can you imagine? No, it wasn't what, that. It was when Moss was redshirting in 95. Oh, yeah, please play and him, right? Cannell's, like, in September is like, I don't know what y'all are doing. He's the best player let, on the please field. Please let him play. He's the best player on the field. All he does is return punts for touchdowns against our special teams. Let him play, please. You know, the funny part is he also had this thing where whenever he got open, he did it his whole career. He'd go, hee Remember that? Oh, he, I, he, I didn't know yell, that. I did. I know he raised Ooh, the hand. He'd raise his hand like that. So, like Malik McLean. So the, so the Malik, that's gonna be Malik McLean's thing. My favorite part is is that the ball would be snapped. Canell tells this story too. The ball would be snapped, and every snap you'd hear Woo! as soon as yeah. the ball was snapped. Like so, like my like man hadn't taken cut a, in a step. basketball game. Like Woo! Woo! Yeah. yeah, he hadn't even taken a step off the line. Go. Woo! <laughs> Because he, he knew, like, nobody's going to cover yeah, me. I mean, it's so, like, I get it, yeah, Randy. He'd get you're past open. the defender, and he'd go, woo-woo. And he would do it every time. And then, says, said, hut, hut, woo 
<laughs> Every yeah. time, right off the line. And yeah, man, he was that kind of special. Freakish. It'd be cool to watch him in a Florida State uniform for a couple well, of years. Well, what would be cool now is to get a win tomorrow. And I don't know how far it goes. Just get a win. And we can do the reminiscent thing. We're stuck doing the reminiscent thing. We have no choice but to do the reminiscent thing. But I do think if you win tomorrow, feather in the cap for Mike Norvell, people back off and settle down. Get a little bit more patient. You said it, and I said it at the beginning of this uh, Warchant TV uh, happy hour, that uh, I really, if, if, if they win tomorrow, I think they secure that class. I don't think it really matters what happens against B- BC or Florida, although we want to win those games. I, I don't think it matters. Yeah, and I just, like, the last two weeks have been a bummer, but to me personally, it hasn't it hasn't really curbed where I think this program was going no, because of the, the circumstances. Clemson's tough at, at Clemson. And you, there's some things you can't do on offense because you just don't have the talent. But you were in a game that you had the lead in the fourth quarter, which when was the last time that happened? 16, right? With the yeah, Freddie Stevenson yeah, yeah. crazy block for Dalvin. That was the last time you had a lead in the fourth quarter against Clemson. Um, and then the NC State game, you had the flu and you didn't have your quarterback. So it's it's hard to say that it, the team has taken a dip because these circumstances are so different. This, though, you have you should have all your bullets. You, you have everybody that you, you should have. You got your starting quarterback back. It would be so. There's not really an excuse to just go out and, and not play well. Like the, the excuse well, is you don't have great talent. You don't have good players, but yeah. they're not incredible either. Like their their roster is better than yours, but it's not appreciably better than yours. Where you can't expect to go play well and win a game. And what that would mean, my point being, so over those last six weeks, you would have won four of them. You've yeah. gone four and two. Yeah. You, and your yeah. two losses are to at Clemson by a, a touchdown. And you were distinct underdogs in the, both those games. And then, uh, and then NC State without, without your quarterback. quarterback. It mean, changes so that, the narrative. Yes. Yeah, very, very That's quickly. what I'm saying. It's a narrative yeah. shifter, a narrative changer if you can win that game. And if you can't, then the narrative remains that okay, yeah, the, he's going to win three games again. He's going to. It's great that they're better, but it's still the record matters at some point. So Michael wants to know why haven't the coaches put Toa Feely back there returning kicks? I don't know. I feel like he'll get broken half. He's so slight. He's got to get bigger, man. I mean, that's the biggest thing with him. He's just not a big, strong kid. Yet. Well, and look, man. You know, I know we don't. We we probably don't criticize the coaches as much as people would like. That play at the end of the Clemson game was an all-time. It doesn't matter though. It's Except that Toa Feely got hurt. He's That's fine. what he didn't play last week. He's fine. He was in sweats. We couldn't have run him anyhow. <laughs> you had you had you didn't have a quarterback. Sure. You couldn't have, but it, it's just it's it's just <laughs> utterly pointless to run that play. And it got your it got your it got your running Third back. Third string hit. running back. Hurt. But he's a guy that can make plays for you. Uh, you do agree with that. He is a he is a guy that can make plays. I know. And I'm so that's really what the bummer is. But I, I do think Toa Feely is a guy in the future that can I don't know what his future is, though, as far as running back. I do need him to get stronger. Well, sure, but I think he's a slot guy, tailback. I did say you give give him the ball eight times a game in some capacity. Yeah, he's Turner might not be a bad idea. No, that's what they're asking about. I don't think it's that bad an idea. Yeah, I mean, it it could be. uh, Listen, they've tried everybody. I mean, it just has not taken off. First of all, kick returns are not that much of a thing these days. Most kickers can kick the ball. Certainly the not zone. at this school. Well, but I mean, just in general, kick returns are not a big thing. Yeah. How many highlights do you watch after a given Saturday of football where you see somebody go 100 yards to the house on a kick return? It doesn't happen. First of all, everybody can kick it out of the back of the end zone if they want to. They, they have discouraged kick returns yeah. through rules. Uh, you can no longer have the wedge, all that stuff. So I don't worry about that. I what the, the concern I have is every week with punt returns. I mean, you are allowed to return punts. That hasn't changed. Well, catch them first. That's you the, got, that's catch the goal. Catch them would be an idea, yeah. Um, so that's actually what I worry about more. But you know, How many punts do you think they catch tomorrow? 
Oh, I think they're committed to catching. No, I'm. Uh, that, no, what would you set the over under on on well, Florida State? Punt punt, so, so yeah, I know, but I'm, that's part of the equation. You want a percentage? The part of no, no, oh, no. So okay, uh, I'm gonna. How that's many? A good one. Okay, how many Corey, punts is Florida sneaky. State gonna catch tomorrow? That's sneaky good. Uh, I'm putting the number at two and a half. I was gonna put it at two. Yeah. So yeah. So, well, we want the half. So you, so you go think they're gonna punt four times and you let two of them bounce? No, no, no. I'll put the number at two and a half, and I'll take the under. Okay, so you think my, but you think mine is going to probably punt it three, and you're going to let at least the one of them drop. At least one of them drop. Yeah, that's your thing. That's what Florida State does. But actually, they were committed last week to trying to catch punts. Yeah, yeah. How many times did NC State punt last week? Uh, I mean, a probably for a while, five there. or six times, I think. Right? How many? What was the percentage of catch? I know he didn't catch the last one because they were hoping it'd roll into the end zone. I, I but that's th- actually a strategic yeah, decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought there was a chance he could have caught it just because there was nobody near him, and it would have made more sense. But the ball they got a bad break. The ball bounced straight up. Um, I think they probably let two of them bounce, right? Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind of what they do. Uh, listen, a lot of the people on the chat say four punts. We'll only let one of those drop. We're catching three then if it's four punts. We're catching three, buddy. And take one to the house. Step it up. Take one to the house, Greg Reed style. Yeah, just to just the hissy would be nice, house. but yes. You uh, know that. Hey, by the way, in the game that we choked away down in Miami that I was there, that was, uh, uh, we did go down. DJ Matthews the took one to the house. Matthews. To start the second half, the Miami fan behind me threw his beard out. He was so disgusted. He thought that game was over. So did I. <laughs> Willie Taggart had other and ideas. Deci- and then we decided to drop so back DeAndre Francois. Yeah, third and two, let's third get and Francois long. going. Let's go ahead and get him back. And, uh, yeah, the whole world knew what was coming. Could have taken a knee and punted and won that game. Anyhow, don't want to relive that. i got to go back through those tough times. Yeah, that I was, was there. That was I had the beer rain down win. upon me at the end of that game. Oh, did you? Well, I was in decked in garnet, and I was an easy target. <laughs> and what are you going to do, fight the stadium? <laughs> I know I'm not. strong, Corey. Yeah, but, but you're I mean, not that dude, strong. Not you're that not strong. a superhero. No, and I just calmly walked out of the stadium soaked in beer with my buddy Matt. Okay. It was a tough time. Uh, I haven't forgotten had, it. So you've had better memories. I've had better memories. Game. Yeah, yeah. It was a tough so time. So do you think they're going to win for real? Mm. You're not convinced they're losing, though. That's the problem. I'm I not think last week, especially when we found out oh, Jordan was I told you they were going to lose, didn't you? And I, well, it, when we found out Jordan wasn't hadn't practiced all week, you're like, yeah, this is this, this is tough. I picked Clemson to beat us. I picked NC State to beat us. I didn't waver in any way, shape, or form. I'm waffling a little bit this week. I really do think Florida State could win the game. I mean, 31-30 is not crazy. No. 34-31, 38-35, it's not crazy. They could do that. Man, you win a shootout. Imagine, imagine Corey Clark. Just allow yourself. It's a little bit like winning the lottery. Imagine what if Florida State beats the shit out of Miami tomorrow. What just if like that final score is forty-one four, to ten. Forty-one to eight. I mean, forget about it. Just allow yourself to think about it for a second, then realize it's not going to happen. But enjoy that memory for just a moment. Okay. Would, uh, but just yeah, it, or win comfortably. Like they they oh, uh, rock and share game thirty-seven <laughs> to fifteen. Rodemaker gets snaps at the end because the game's in, <laughs> the game's in. Uh, in control, yeah, like that. That's uh, it's probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to It would be so big if they could win this game. I know it's in the grand scheme of Florida State sports and Florida State football, it's not because this is not a championship season. No, but when you're talking about trying to build a program, a win over your rival, who's feeling pretty good about itself right now, would be would be one thing really. one th- it would be one thing that's true is that it's, everything's relative, right? So when you're playing for national championships and you get a win over a rival and you got bigger fish to fry, you go, okay, good. 
check, and you just move on, right? It feels good, but you know, you don't revel in it. But when you're rebuilding, that reminds me. Remember when uh, a couple it was a couple weeks ago where PETA came out and said they don't want to call it the bullpen anymore; they right. want it to be the arm barn. Right. Which is just funny. Yeah. But uh, like two years ago, they came out with all these other sayings that you could use as opposed to the animal slangs. Like right. instead of "there's a million ways to skin a cat," right. there's a million ways to feed a cat, or right. "feed two birds with one scone." Right. Oh, they wanted to do that. And this yeah. was a PETA tweet, and then the first response to the PETA tweet was, "Don't you guys have bigger fish to fry?" <laughs> thought that was, that was funny. Anyway, go ahead. That's well done. Uh, no, no. So I was just thinking about this, though. So when you win those games and you assume you're going to win those games, even the wins over rivals, when you have a championship-level team, it's a check mark. You feel good for an hour, and then you move on to think about who are we going to play in the playoff? Who are we going to play in the national sure. championship, right? But when you're climbing, for lack of a better term, when you're struggling, when you've been down, when you're starving for a significant moment that feels like a game-changing, program-changing moment, wins over rivals, even in the midst of a terrible season, can be the ones that resonate for the longest. Especially when the rivals aren't crushing it either. Right. right. Like you're all so hovering around the same yeah, And you're trying to fight for the same guys. Yeah. And there's, in, I just like, if they win the game, and then let's say three years from now, Mike Ravel is a very successful coach at Florida State. They annually win 10-plus games. You could look back at this moment and say that was his signature win. That was a turning moment. That's when they convinced a few kids on that fateful day who were on the fence to say yes to Florida State. It could be yeah. the day that Marvin Jones Jr. is like, you know what? I'm in. I, I see the progress. I'm in. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Little might say, yeah, I'm in. Whatever it might be, right? You never really know. It's those wins that 20 years from now you look back on like, man, I know we've had a lot of great wins and a lot of big moments, but how about that year we were three and six? Yeah. You know, and it's very strange how that can resonate longer, even uh, all those decades later, even while you're having a bad season. People remember those things about Florida State in the 80s. Yeah. Certain wins, even they're in the midst of bad to average, what would be considered bad to average seasons, signified where they were headed. This could be a win that signifies where you're headed. Well, it also gives you validation that this program is getting better. Because, again, we know it's getting better. I yeah. think most people can watch and they have eyesight and they know this team is much better than last year's team. But records matter, too. And if you keep going three and six and three and eight, at some point that runs out. Like you, you've got to start validating the, the improvement your pro program has with wins. Yeah, and this is a big one because of who it's against. You know what I mean? Like it, it's that's why it's bigger than Boston College. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you see, going back to this for a second, you win this game, you go lose 24-21 to Boston College. People would be mad. Not that mad. No, no. They'd still, they still be got, marinating. They still got the dub over Miami. Yeah, they would. They yeah. would. I think that's true. Because again, you weren't going anywhere anyhow. Although at that point, if you really do get your fourth win tomorrow, and BC is your possibly your fifth. And a Florida program that's quit. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, oh shit, you know, maybe, maybe they get to six it. Right? Six, we're gonna be back in El Paso. <laughs> we're gonna be on our way to Shreveport, yeah, baby. Going to the Shreve go. for Christmas Let's Eve take it again. To the Shreve. All right. Yeah. You would never in your life be more happy to go to Shreveport than in that moment that you followed a six and six Florida State team. I don't think we'd they'd be let rocking me. the casino. Uh, oh, those food, wonderful casinos. Cold weather in Shreveport. Let's go. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that was a that yeah, was read a couple, that one there was a couple nights I haven't forgotten. Why does ESPN have UF over FSU in basketball this weekend? Am I missing something? And then I can't love you guys what it looks like I, it says. 
Love how you guys compliment each other. Reminds me of me and my brother going old. So, but no, we're brothers. Yeah, we do. We Except do. We your dad's alive. Mine isn't. My dad's alive and well right I there. I see him. Yeah, I right see him there. right there. He'll give you so, a hug afterwards. I, yeah, you a warm, a long love. embrace. You can feel that. Yeah, just developed me. Yeah. I don't. That was from Sky Ninja. Thank you, man. Sky Ninja. Thanks, that was Sky very Ninja. nice. Um, I don't quite know what he means by ESPN. Is it? I guess UF is favored over FSU in basketball on Sunday. Uh, I never worry about that. We beat Florida every year in basketball. Yeah, Sunday will just be the eighth straight victory. That's crazy. We are getting way. ever closer to the Platinum Bohica, though. Get to ten, we get the Platinum Bohica. It's a big one for that. Down the dome, right there a big in center court. It'd be good stuff. Yeah, that would be huge. Ryan writes. I met Corey in Shreve with a cold barbecue sandwich in my hand. He looked thrilled to be there. <laughs> Man, it was well. That was just it. it you know, Shreveport, but the people are nice. I don't want to. The town is different. It's tough, but it, they're nice people. But it was so cold too. It was a thirty. It was like thirty-nine degrees. You're playing Southern Miss without Brett Favre. Like there was nothing really exciting about that game. But in hindsight. I would give a lot of money for FSU to get back to Shreveport this year. Oh my God! Especially at six and six. If they go six and six with two wins over the rivals, and then all of a sudden you, and six. You, you're percolating. The program's percolating a little bit. Actually, the off season would be interminable because if you go six and six, that means you ended the season on a four or three game win streak. Yeah, and, and you won six and, out of your last eight. Slayed both your rivals. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. All of a sudden, you might start next just... season ninth in the country. <laughs> Or not. Or not. I don't but, know. Yeah, I don't know. You, it's hard to feel know. that way in your heart, though. It's hard it? to know. Yeah, it absolutely would. But yeah. you, you seriously, I, I mean, they're probably not going to finish six and six. But starting where they started, zero and four with an awful loss to Jacksonville State, and then to come back and All-time finish whether loss. Yeah. whether you go six and two, five and three, one of those wins is over a rival. Both wins are over a rival. That not only are you showing progression from last year to this year, you're showing progression from September to November. Like big progression, huge progressions. No, I, I already think they're getting better. But you're right, just seeing a tangible win. Right? So R H R, if I'm reading that correctly, writes: How do I get a job where I can drink beer and talk about Florida State football? Where did I go wrong? Yeah, it's so, true. Uh, it's true. This is Every a talent. It's good to look, get a reminder. Number one, that. this is a talent that it's you strange. Can't, you can't quite comprehend. What are you gonna do? What this talent is the like? Uniqueness at this table. Yeah, this isn't. This isn't. They don't do it, this for just anybody. We make it look easy. I mean, this is hard work. We've been prepping for this for hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hours and hours on end. Did you just point to money? What happened? We we got a question. How about the difference in our beers? Cheers. Yeah, I got a refill. You did? Yeah. Oh, All right, since you guys are drinking, I'll hit the promo then. I put a promo screen up because tonight at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, if you aren't here and you want to get here, it is Kilt Night at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. 8 o'clock, there is a Celtic rock band called the Crooked Kilts, taking the stage. If you want to support FSU Libraries, get here to the CP. Okay. Real soon. Good job. Good job, Tom Lang. Yeah. Uh, Warchin is the only program... What is it? I can't see. Oh, he watched... They'll stop watching Seinfeld to watch us. Oh, nice. That's remarkable. we watching Seinfeld. Get Down or Lay Down wrote that. That's very, very nice. Appreciate that. Well, there's nine minutes left in said program before we can kick off the weekend properly. Although, a reminder, while we're whoring ourselves out, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, Tallahassee game day. Mm. You can watch it right here on War Chant TV. You can listen to it on 93.3 Real Talk Radio as well. That'd be me and T. Lizzie after the game. There it is right there. And then after the game, Tom will join Gene, who I know is here as well, uh, for the post-game show. And, of course, Corey, you'll have your article, post-game coverage with Ira yeah, over we'll at the stadium. Yeah, we'll do our wrap 
with Aslan, which I always yeah. like. And then Ira will do his story. And then on Sunday, you get the three, two, one. Yeah. It's just endless Sunday smash. Sunday smash with me and Ira, Sunday evenings. Depending on whether or not we win this game, depends on how smash you we are. get on the yeah. smash. Yeah. Yep. I'm, hopefully, you'll just yell at people again. That's always fun. That's, That's my favorite weeks, Sunday smash. Week, that was a toughie. I was a little, uh, <laughs> I was a little bothered by sure. some comments. And, Understood. You know, I've learned the deal. I got to just do the show and not read everything. Well, absolutely. Throwing out f bombs at well, tr- loyal viewers. Well, it was actually I don't know how loyal loyal he was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But you think about like what Gene's put together with Warchan. This isn't to pat our own backs, but how cool will it be? All this that we do for a good football team again. You know what I mean? When this team gets good again, it's going to be really cool, man. I mean, it is already, and I feel like we do a we do a good job with the three and sixteen. But how cool it would be? Can you imagine? It would be awesome. So you and I flew to L.A., and along with Ira, Tom was there as well, and we covered Florida State winning the national championship in Los Angeles. We stayed in Newport, California, right down the street from Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. Uh, We had a great time. Then we went back in 2014 to Los Angeles. My wife went with me for that trip. I went over to UCLA. I uh, had a chance to go in. What is that? Polly Pavilion? What, what, what is that? Polly. Yeah, that's what he said, right? I thought he said Paul. No, I said Polly. Good job. Um, so, so nonetheless, got to tour LA, go to the bars. I went to a speakeasy. I mean, we had a good old time, right? And we thought that the dream would never end. That this I saw Jimbo had it locked and loaded. Well, he did. For until he decades. But there it was, right? We had it. We loved it. Everything was good. And then the train came off the tracks. But. I mean, Imagine the next up. time that this happens, that they're back at peak efficiency, because never again will we forget to take it all in, savor it, yes. let it sink in and wash over yeah. you, and celebrate it. So our coverage will be different. Yes. I mean that. Like I, I mean that sincerely. I think we agree on this. We never knew that the depths could That it could so dry low. up. Yeah. That it could end very quickly. Yeah. You know, and we've I mean, we've watched it happen to other programs, but we thought not here. Yeah, we also lived through, here. we also lived through the last decade, but it wasn't like this. Number one, no, it was seven. And, and you six. also thought it was because you thought, okay, well, you got well, a head we coach. You've got a head coach that's not really connected anymore. Yeah. And as soon as you Which replaced them, all of a sudden you went back to where you were in the nineties. Like within a couple of years, you're like, oh, you're winning twelve games again. This is how Florida State's always going to be, and it didn't. It hasn't worked out like that. But we're we're all we're climbing. We're so do, you, do you think Clemson fans right now are kind of like, uh oh, we're going back into our hole? No, it's happening. No, we it, were useless for the better part of fifty years. We had a nice little six-year run, and we're about to go back down into our hole. No, they won't. They won't know until they're in the hole. They never do. Nobody yeah, does. Nobody, 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 nobody recognizes you're, you're falling in the hole. And you're looking up, going, "God damn it, I'm in this hole." Yeah, yeah that's, what that's how it works. Yeah, that's toughy. But we'll never do that again. <laughs> Buddy, at ten win season, we'll be doing this show shirtless. I mean, like, uh, what's pantsless. We're back. We're, it doesn't we go. matter. Here Everything. We go. We'll be in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I just I'm very excited for that when they get to start and get playing games that matter again. Like I told Ira. Well, this one matters tomorrow. Uh, buddy. No, I mean like nationally matter. I and, know. You know. Yeah. When was the last time you watched the college football playoff reveal show? Nonsense. I don't watch it at all because I haven't watched it in yeah, six yeah, years yeah, though. Yeah. Like it'd be, I mean, I, I, you're never gonna really want to watch it, but when it matters again, and it will matter again, this program will get back to where it's supposed to be. I'm telling you, it might start tomorrow. If not tomorrow, this when? Guy, it's the locker room speech. We're never going back. Here we go. We're never going. We're back. never going back. It's, it's our time. It's not their, it's not their time. time. It's yes. our time. I knew that was coming. Please, uh, yeah, yeah. Please. play that clip. 
Do you think it would be inappropriate for Nell Norvell to play the clip of Jimbo saying to his team it's our time, not their time? Instead of his own half Yeah, speech. that'd be great. Hey, guys, I want you to watch this. <laughs> yes. There was a guy here one time. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he recruited yeah. a couple of you. So this guy writes, Michael writes, and I love Michael. When this program gets back to contending for championships, Warchant TV is going to have a uh, channel app on Roku. Keep climbing. <laughs> I, That's even, the goal, Tom Lang. Yeah. We want to be Roku We're going to be on Roku. We're going to be Roku bound. Apple State TV. Gets back we'll to be the there. Six yeah. bowls. We'll do one of these every day. Oh man, any we'll go to people's houses. <laughs> be on the porch doing a show. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, buddy. We'll see. I think it's time for us to wind it down. Okay. It is five fifty-seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. You're not. He's out of beer. Yeah, it's been a good hour. Hour. It's been great. We're about to crank up the music. If you guys are out there, you can do the same in your home. Hey, Cheers we're in corner pocket if y'all want to come over and say, hey, Jeff's dad's here. He'll hug you. He will. Hey, so as an aside, uh, a reminder, all things War Chant, we'd just like to lay it out there for you before we sign off. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. Tallahassee game day. Myself and Tom Wang will do the pregame show for you. You can watch it right here on War Chant TV. Obviously, game stories. You're going to want to be following Corey and Ira at the stadium. I'll be at the stadium, but I'm going as a fan tomorrow. I'm not going as a media member. I'm going to sit with my dad and cheer on my, our beloved Knowles. So, yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, they'll, they'll be giving you tweet updates, letting everybody know who's – because it does really matter, by the way. In particular, Corey, I want the update quickly on the offensive line. Who's available. Who's available, who's not available. Who's working with the first stuff. team. I got you. That's correct. So, there, so there's that. And then – after the game, Tom and Gene get together and do the post-game call-in show. It's up there on the screen. If you're watching on WarChant TV, you see all of this. It's loaded. Mm. And then, uh, of course, Ira and Corey will do the game wrap, which is awesome. Uh, it's always fun. And, you know, you guys make me laugh with that. The Sunday smash on Sunday evening, Ira and I, one Not last chance to look fun. back. More, more. A lot of vitriol on the Sunday smash. Yelling at people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I, angry, Jeff. Yeah, I think. It, well, but that's that's something. That's true. People <laughs> like that too. They like to see that out of you. It and also so, it is Senior Day tomorrow, and now I know you could. We could laugh at like maybe it's not. I'm the, not going to laugh it's at not Dion's senior, senior Day. Yeah, I wrote a column about this, but Dion never made it to Senior Day. He did. He, that, he was at eighty. Didn't graduate. He didn't graduate, but he still had a Senior Just Day saying, moment. He still but, walked across the field, but. You know, when you look at this senior day, you got Kier Thomas, Jermaine Johnson, Devontae Love Taylor. They've been great kids. Uh, Devontae Love Taylor, too. Now, he's playing hurt. Great but kid. But he has been in. And when you look at the future of this program, I know they're only here for a year, those first two I mentioned. And, you know, the other guys, like the Brady Scotts, the Emmett Rices, you know, maybe this doesn't apply as much to them. No offense, guys. But, you know, may, maybe, maybe their one year here will end up being a really big deal in the future of this program. I'm forever indebted to Jermaine Johnson. Well, that but, guy. but they can be culture shifters. Yes, they, they can. really can. They, there's Chris Thomas, Fabian Lovett, all those Jared guys. McClendon, all the young I know, guys. I'm naming some non-seniors, obviously. But yeah. and so I hope I hope they get the appreciation they deserve, even though there have been a gazillion seniors that have probably well, not probably have accomplished more wins on a football field. These guys might, in three or four years, be the guys you look back to and say they they might have shifted a culture a little bit, and and they just well, all of them really. Emmett Rice, it's a bummer that he hadn't been able to play, he but hasn't been able to play. Um, yeah, you know these are, they, these might end up being really important dudes in the history of we'll football. I know they bought in, they carried the, the torch, and, and they yeah, yeah. they made this a competitive program, not a good program, not a great team, but they are competitive, which they were not last year, and maybe that begets other guys that play that hard next year we and can play that hope. well next year. We can only hope. For everybody here at Corner Pocket, we salute you. Thank you so much for coming out, everybody. Cheers. 
Go ahead, everybody. Salute. Slams their beer Salute. as fast as possible. Go ahead, everybody. Salute. Uh, and so there's that. And uh, to all of you watching on Warshed TV, we greatly appreciate it. Good work, Tom. For Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Be good, everybody. Go Dolls. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We did it. Yeah.